Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. Amen. You know, I was just thinking how amazing God's body is and how different we all are. And Mandy, I just thank God that you can look at the wind and the grass and be thankful to God for that. I think, uh, I don't know, yesterday I wasn't so thankful for the wind. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're all different, aren't we? Have a look around you and uh, look at the people in this room. Um, we are a diverse bunch. And uh, I just want to give thanks and praise to God. You know, there was a person in this place last week that was visiting with us and And they were almost brought to tears looking around the room and seeing the diversity of the people in this place. And someone shared this with me afterwards and I was able to talk to that person as well. And, you know, that person saw the glory of God through you. And I go, wow, that that, that almost brought me to tears when I heard that. You know, the, the, the Bible talks about how every nation, tribe and tongue will be, be standing declaring God's praise in heaven. And we're not every tribe, nation and tongue. But I just thank God that uh, people would see, you know, we, we, we don't come together like this without something uniting us, and that uniting is in Christ, and I just think that's so beautiful. Um, so thank you for being you and being a part of this place. If you're here, if you're even joining us online, you're a part of this place too, so come and join us next week. <laughs> uh, look, before we get into the message this morning, I just wanted to... Um, Where's Ty? Uh, there he is. Do you want to come up, Ty? Ty is about to head over to Africa, and we just wanted to let Ty just share just really briefly what he's, what he's up to. Um, where's that microphone gone, Mandy? Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll grab that one, because it'll be set up for the... Um, oh, we've got Rachel's, we've got microphones everywhere. <laughs> Hello. Uh, we want to pray for Ty this morning, but also just uh, t- tell us briefly, whereabouts in Africa are you going, and do you even know um, where you're going? What are you so doing? We found out... Is that working? Yeah, so we found out about a week ago that we're off to Kenya. Uh, we're going to go do some um, youth crusades at the schools in Kenya for three weeks. So, yeah, God's called us there and we've got to get, yeah, get moving. So we're very yep. excited. Now, is Sarah going too? Sarah is also yep. coming. Yep, yep. Yeah, fantastic. Yep. And another cool testimony is that Sarah's been healed. She recently got healed from Lyme's disease. So wow. I know people here have been Thanks. praying for her. I want to thank you for your prayers. And so good. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And what's... What's exciting you most about this trip? Man, that's uh, a big question. <laughs> honestly, just trusting in God is uh, is what I'm excited about because I'm genuinely nervous to preach in front of thousands of people. So, um, yeah, learning to trust in God and just seeing souls come into the kingdom is what I'm excited about. Awesome, Definitely. absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Anything in particular you can be praying for for the team for yourself? Um, yeah, just honestly, just trusting in God and just um, knowing that it's not us; it's we're dead to ourselves and you know, what we do is we, we throw the seeds and what soil it lands on isn't always up to us. But we just got to throw the seeds. So, Amen. yeah, doing that. And I just want to thank Coxie because, you know, my foundation uh, with Jesus actually started in this church. So I just want to thank Coxie and the whole church for everything you've done for me. And it's actually, you know, led me into an awesome relationship with Jesus. So, awesome. yeah, I just want to honor you and thank you guys so much. Let's pray. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, awesome. Lord God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for, for Ty and for Sarah, Lord, for the whole team, Lord God, the, the people that are, they're going to be working with in Kenya as well, Lord Jesus. We just thank you that, 
Lord, where, wherever we go, we know that you're there with us. And God, I just thank you for your presence, for, Lord, just a, such a clarity, Lord. Like a, uh, Lord, we, we have internet signals that, that uh, let's, they're, they're so unreliable. <laughs> but God, I just pray that there would be like a signal from heaven, just a direct pipeline of, of understanding and knowing what you're saying to these guys as they go, Lord, that they would just know your word in season, Lord, that they would know when to speak, they would know when to pray, they would know... Just, Lord, there would be such a, an awareness of your leading, for your guiding, and for your moving, Lord, in the people's lives that they, they meet and minister to in Jesus' name, Lord. We just thank you for preparing them, for, uh, Lord, providing every need they have, Lord. Um, God, we give you the glory and the praise, Lord, for Sarah's healing too, Lord. Yeah. We just thank you, God, for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. Let it be known among the nations, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So good. Thanks, Ty. Fantastic. You know, wherever we go as the church, uh, the church goes. And don't wait for a, a church team to be put together. You're in your workplace already. You don't need a ministry team to come from CFC. There's a missionary there already, and their name is you. Well, you can say me if it's you. Anyway, fantastic. I wonder when you have felt the most thirsty you have ever felt in your life. Have a think for a moment. I hope it's not right now. If you need water, there's a kitchen there. Just feel free, go get it. wonder what the most thirsty you've ever felt. You know, like your, your lips are dry and cracking. The, the, your mouth is just totally dry, like you can't even swallow. There's no saliva left. Your throat's burning. I wonder when that moment has been for you. Now, yesterday I, I did a bike race, uh, uh, I didn't do the Melbourne to Warrnambool, I did the Port Campbell to Warrnambool, a bit shorter, a bit, a bit more achievable, and I think I went through five or six drink bottles yesterday, uh, just because I just needed hydration uh, for that race, and then the week before I did the Cadell ride, and there was like seven or eight bottles I went through in the day, because you, you, our bodies crave water. I remember racing my bike back in the, in the day and, and about a 42 degree day in Shepparton or somewhere and the, the, the track was probably 50 degrees and the heat was coming off the track and, and my, my, I felt like I could, every breath I was breathing in fire and it's like my whole body just craved water. I wonder what the thirstiest you've ever been is. Maybe on some hike, maybe, uh, I don't know. I wonder what it is when you've been that thirsty. I wonder if you've ever been to it. Anyone ever been in a desert? Hands up if you've been to a desert. Maybe a big desert, maybe a small desert. Yeah. And you just look out and there's just dryness everywhere. Maybe you went when that, that moment of flowers and colour and it was actually nice. But you go out into a desert and it's just so dry. But then you see this pool of water in the distance. It's like, oh, I'm going to go jump in. But it's a mirage. <laughs> and it's not very satisfying. Imagine if you were that thirsty and you saw that water in the distance and you ran to the water and you could just never reach it. It just never satisfied. You could never get to that place because it actually didn't exist. This morning we're going to begin a brand new series uh, that I believe God wants to use to prepare us for this year ahead. That we don't go chasing after mirages in our thirst. That we don't go chasing after mirages that will never satisfy us. But that God would prepare us so that we wouldn't... Starve's the wrong word. That's food. Um, what's the word for starve only when it's water? 
die of thirst. Um, it's not as exciting as, I don't know, we need a better word, starve, dehydration, that's just, anyway. <laughs> God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to be alive. He wants to bring refreshing. He wants to bring life into our bodies and souls and every part of our being. The title of our series is Hebrews, Jesus is the True Light. Jesus is the true light. And the picture, it's, it's a bit of a, a twist, isn't it? It's a, it's a desert, but we're talking about the light. He's the light of the world, but he's also the true and living water. He's the solid rock. He is the true hope. He's not a mirage. He's not the shadow. He is the real deal. Stealing Chris Davis's saying from a message he shared with us a couple of years ago. He's the real deal. Jesus is the true light. Now, sorry if this is, it is gross, so apologies for it, but um, we've probably all heard stories. Thinking about being thirsty, you know where I'm going now, maybe. I'll let it just permeate. We've probably heard the stories, and it's gross, and I'm sorry, but it's true. There are people who have got so thirsty in a desert. You know what they drank, don't you? They drank their own pee. And apparently if it's not yellow, it's not too bad. But if it's yellow, just don't drink it. It's toxic. It's, it, it, it'll kill you if it's toxic enough. But people can become so thirsty in this life. Not just physically to drink pee, but to, to thirsty spiritually. That they will chase after things, they will drink things in their life that will kill them. Because they're just craving something to get them through. And I pray that through this series we'll see that Jesus is the real thing and that we will come and we will drink. We will soak up his presence and be aware of his presence. Let's just pray together now. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for your love for us that you are the true and living water, that you are the light of the world who has come to bring life to us. God, I just pray that for each and every one of us, God, for those who know you already, for those who don't know you, God, that we would come to a revelation, Lord, of who you are, of the, the fullness of, of, of who you are and all that you've done, that we would understand your grace in a greater way that we would understand that you are not just a message, but you are the message, you are the hope of the world. And God, that you would prepare us, you would ground us, you would uh, equip us to go out into the world, Lord, and, and be your hands and feet, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's open our Bibles, if you've got it there, to Hebrews chapter 1. And just before we read, who wrote the book of Hebrews? The reality is, we don't know. Uh, some people early on, maybe through the middle centuries, thought maybe Paul wrote it, but Paul kind of always identifies the, the books he wrote, and he doesn't claim any ownership of this one, and uh, it's written differently to Paul's letters. Some people say maybe Barnabas wrote it, maybe Apollos. We don't really know, and to be honest, you know what? If God hasn't told us in his word, I kind of think, well, it probably doesn't really matter. It's God's word to us. What we do know is it's written to Jewish believers. It's written possibly even to some converted Jewish priests and helping them understand the former things, the old covenant and how, how, how Christ has fulfilled and, and, and is the completion of the old and the beginning of the new. 
that Jesus is the real deal. And they don't have to go looking for anyone else. There is no other Messiah coming. Jesus is the one. That's kind of the, the foundation of what this book is all about. So let's read together this morning from Hebrews chapter 1, to f- verse 1 to 4. It says this, Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways. So I just should just keep an eye on the time because I'll get excited anyway. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, He has spoken to us through His Son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance. And through the Son, He created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. When He had cleansed us from our sins... He sat down in the place of honour at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is, the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the, name of God, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. Before we dive into the, the text and look at it a little closer, can I just point out again that there are so many people, maybe even some of us, that are trying to find life in dead things. Dead things that can bring no life. You know, we read through the Old Testament, maybe even the New Testament, we read about idols, carved pieces of wood and rock that people worshipped. And, you know, there's still people that worship idols today. And, and we think, why would they worship this, this carved thing? It's, 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 it might be bizarre to you. It's bizarre to me. We can worship, we can try and find life in, in dead things in stuff, in money, in, in things. Or maybe even more accurately, we can try and find life in deadly things. Things that actually bring destruction. Things that actually bring death into our life. We can try and find life in things that destroy us. And just to point out the obvious big ones, I mean... People might say, why did that person get into drugs? Why did they take those drugs? Why did they get into that thing that's destroying their life? Or sexual perversion. Why would someone go into that and let it destroy their marriage and their family? Criminal activity, stealing, whatever it might be, we might think, why would a person get into that stuff? It's just destroying their life. But to be honest, when we ask ourselves that, we probably know the answer. It's the same reason we don't trust God. It's the same reason we get anxious and worried and afraid and why we turn to things that do not give us life instead of the true and living God. We look to the temporary things, the the things that might give us a fix for a moment. And like the person who's thirsty, we turn to pee instead of living water. It's graphic. I hope it sticks in your mind. Point number one, and this might need some explaining, but the postie is not the poet. Here's a point that I hope gets stuck in your head too. The postie is not the poet. Point number one. You're going, what? What is that about, Andrew? (laughs) Chapter one, verse one says, Long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. You know, God has spoken. You read through the Old Testament, God's speaking to people. God spoke through Abraham and Isaac and, and through Moses and David. 
And at the time when Jesus came to the world, the, the, the people of Israel were so in love with Moses at last. They didn't love him when he was there. They were in love with the, the laws and, and all these things that they've kind of established around what God had spoken to them about, that they wouldn't accept the one who was prophesied to come. They were so excited about the message and the messengers that they didn't receive the one who created the world and, and sent the message to them, Jesus himself. Moses was a postie. He brought a message from God. Abraham, David, these people brought messages, Elijah. So point 1B, for those who don't like the cryptic posty one, point 1B, God has spoken. He's spoken through the prophets in the Old Testament. He's speaking today. He's spoken throughout history in so many different ways. He's spoken through people. He's spoken through signs and wonders. Sarah getting healed, my back getting healed, people's recoveries from operations boggling the minds of doctors. He's spoken through parting of seas. He's, he's, he's spoken to us in th through so many things, through talking donkeys. If you haven't read it, go and read the Bible. He's spoken through kings. He's spoken through peasants. He's spoken through creation, even as Mandy's talking about the blowing wind and the beauty of God's creation. God has spoken. But the messenger isn't the source. The messenger isn't the poet. God can speak to us through the most bizarre things at times. Even a movie like The Bad Guys. If you weren't here last week, sorry, you missed that joke. He can speak to us through non-Christians. I've had people that don't know Christ come to me and say something and I go, Wow, God, you've just highlighted something that you're wanting to speak to me about. Through a person who isn't even following God. I reckon there's even been an ad on TV that God has used to speak to me in the past. Like, ads are not necessarily of God. <laughs> I'm not saying they are. <laughs> but God can speak to us through all kinds of things. I want to ask you, are you listening? But again, to say these people, these things can be a very real blessing, but they are not it. I pray that God will use my message for you this morning and, and other weeks to speak to you, but I am not the source. I am just the postie. The postie is not the poet, the creator of the heavens and the earth. God is the creator and the giver of life and forgiveness. He is the source. He is the one, and he is the one who came in Jesus Christ. He is the one who came to the world he created. And yet people held up the messengers and were more excited about Moses and they turned their backs on Jesus. And sadly, there's still so many Jewish people who today who, who, who hold up Moses and the prophets but turn their back on the Messiah. God has spoken. But you know, we can find help we can, we can find help and encouragement in all sorts of different things. We can enjoy and be blessed by exercise. And we can be blessed by good sleep. We can be blessed by good organization in our lives. You can do different things that are a blessing to your life. You can help other people and that might help you find purpose in your life and that's great. You know, sometimes we turn to things that are just purely distraction. 
It's a distraction from the pain or the things that are going on in our life. Let's be honest, sometimes those things we turn to are even just plain demonic. There are things that deceive us and make us feel like it's, it's helping, but it's actually just pulling us into destruction. Just an example, you know, if you've ever had an operation or if you've been really sick and you've had morphine or some other drug, man, that stuff is good when you are in pain. If you've ever broken your back, thank you, Jesus, for the drugs that we have today to set us free from pain for a temporary time. But to turn to those things just to numb ourselves to the daily life is so destructive. It's dangerous. It's a trap. You know, we have an entertainment industry that is absolutely booming in our world today. Why? Because people are in pain and people are lonely. And entertainment fills that gap. It kind of, it's the band-aid over the sore. We, we, we turn on the TV at the end of the day. Hey, let's be honest, who hasn't done it? And we just try and numb out the things of the world so that we just forget about things for a little while. And look, I, I love a good movie occasionally. Let's, let's be honest. But sometimes it's just distraction. And then there's the things that people feel helped by. Some people, even Christians at times, I've heard t turning to things that are kind of like getting into a, its new age. Let's be honest. It, it's, it's not of God. They're turning to powers and, and Middle Eastern meditations and, and practices that are not of God. And, and they, it's, sort of, it's helping me. It's, it's, it's making me really feel an energy. And, and it's like, whoa, let's be careful where we go. Because there are things that, you know, we can get into things and they can help us for a time. There, is a, there might be some, some boost in our life, but it's going down a dark path. We are opening ourselves up to a gateway of demonic activity. It's real. Let me read a few verses about the counterfeiter. You know, the enemy wants to deceive. He, he copies the things of God to bring people into things that are demonic and evil. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. Uh, have we got that one there? 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 9. This man, speaking of the man of lawlessness, will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. You know, there are people in this earth who are doing amazing things, but it is not of God. I remember as an 18-year-old going to Papua New Guinea and meeting, meeting these witch doctors who did signs and wonders. But then they heard about this man named Jesus and they, they, they saw people who were followers of Jesus pray for the sick and, and people healed. And they said, whoa, there's something about this that is different to anything I've ever known. And they surrendered their life to Jesus Christ right then and there. There is a counterfeit in this world that is not of God. Let's be careful what we look to. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. It says this, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 9, getting to the end of our series, jumping forward a little bit. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace 
not from rules about food which don't help those who follow them. Just keep that there for a moment. Our strength comes from the knowledge of God's grace. Period. If you want encouragement, if you want to know life, open your eyes again to the things of God. Open His Word and say, God, help me understand your grace again. Help me understand your grace anew. It is the life that you need. Don't go looking for some new thing that's going to give you some boost. Turn to the grace of God. God, thank you that you would forgive a sinner like me. Ask God for revelation again of what he has done for you upon the cross. Let's just read again from verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 1. Um, have we got that verse? Can we skip back to that? Sorry, guys. Thanks, God, for our tech team. They do a great job when I jump all over the place. Verse 2. It says, And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his Son. There should be a party right there. Anyway, I won't make you do it now. It's too late. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, he created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down. I just love that picture. He cleansed us from his sin. He sat down. It's finished. It is done. He sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than angels, just as the name of God gave him is greater than their names. Can I just segue for a moment? If you want to get to know me, don't just go on my Facebook profile and read about me. Like, you'll just see the, the fun stuff. If you want to get to know me, don't go and talk to Mike and Mandy about it. Like, hey, you can, that's fine. I don't think they'll say anything bad. <laughs> don't just talk to people who know me. Come and, and let's catch up. Let's get to know each other. If you want to get to know someone, don't just read a book about them. If you really want to get to know someone, you spend time with them. If we want to get to know our Saviour, if we want to get to know God, if we want to get to know who this Jesus is, let's spend time with Him. Let's open His Word and get to know Him. Let's open up the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. I encourage you, even as we go through Hebrews this, this, this year, open up to the Gospels and just spend time with Jesus in the Gospels. Get to know Him. Hang out with Him and the disciples as you read your way through it. Just think about being there and just get to know him. It says in verse 2, In these last days God has spoken to us through his Son. And then the writer of Hebrews goes on to point out that this revelation, you know, God spoke through the prophets, but this revelation is different. This isn't just a message from God. This is God come to us. Jesus is God, the Savior of the world, and this is his, his, his ultimate message to us. I just want to break it down and just go through it really quickly. Seven points about what he says in this passage. It says, God promised everything. Did I skip a point? That's right. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance. Number one, everything belongs to Him. It's all coming under His authority. 
Everything belongs to Him. There is not a thing that God doesn't know about. There is not a thing or a person that God doesn't care about. If you have ever heard someone say, oh, I don't want to pray about that. I don't want to worry God with that little thing. You say, hey, let's stop and pray right now. Because God knows he, everything belongs to Him. It goes on, it says, Through the Son, He created the universe. Point number two. This, this Jesus, everything was made by Him. He was there at the beginning. This Jesus is God. Everything was made by Him. The next passage, part of the passage says, The Son radiates God's own glory. You know, you look at the physical sun. You cannot separate the sun from the brilliance that, that it has, from the, the, the warmth that it has. The, the warmth is, is of the sun. It's from the sun. And in the same way as we look to Jesus, the Son of God, you cannot separate Him from the glory of God because He and the Father are one. He, he, he demonstrates the glory of God to us. And it goes on, He says, and expresses the character of God. You want to get to know God? Get to know Jesus. Read through the, and, 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 and just be discipled as you read about Him, as you hang out with Him. Point number four. Yep, there we are. I should stand this way. There we are. <laughs> Goes on, he says, He sustains everything by the power of His command. That heartbeat, that heartbeat, that breath. We don't even think about the blessings He gives us every day. Everything we have is a gift from Him. When we go through health issues, we suddenly go, wow, thank you God for your sustaining power that's kept me healthy up until here. God sustain me again. He sustains everything by His command. He's all-powerful. He knows all things. He's all places. And He is able. goes on, He says, He cleansed us from our sins. He purifies us from sin. That is this Jesus. He's not just a prophet. He is the Savior of the world. He's the hope of the world. There is no one else like Him. There will never be another like Him. Jesus is the hope of the world. He's the true and living water. He's the light of the world. He's the rock on which we stand. And if we don't stand on him, we're going to fall. He purifies us from sin. And seventh, the final seventh point, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Point number seven, he sits in honor in heaven. It is finished. He has come, he has given his life as a sacrifice for sin. He was raised from the dead on the third day to declare to the world, he is the one and there is life and eternity and forgiveness to be found in him alone. He sat down in the place of honor in heaven and now he says, come, will you come to me and find rest for your souls? Will you turn to Jesus? Will you turn to Him this year? Not to that thing, not to that stuff, not to doing that to feel better about yourself. Turn to His grace. Because He is the one. Let's ask if the band will come. Are we going to finish up? 
If we want life, look to Him. If we need refreshing, if we are thirsty in our souls, look to Him. If you need forgiveness, look to Him. You might be thinking, how? How do I turn to Him, Andrew? Well, continue to join us on this series as we continue to look to Him together. Open the Bible. Grab a copy of the, the, the daily Bible reading plan up the back there and read the Bible. Open it up day by day and let God's Word speak to you. It is alive. Praise God. Jesus is the Word made flesh. He came to the world He created. Download the Bible app. Don't just have the app. Open the Bible in the app. You know, some of us have the app. We've got to open the app and open the Bible. Don't just read the stories either, like the, the daily story of the day thing. Like, it's good. But open the Word of God and let it speak to you. Don't just have the regurgitation of someone else, like me or that person in the app. Read the Bible, because it is alive. Three last things I want to say. God has spoken. He is speaking. Are we listening? Are we listening? Let's stand as we pray together this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you so much that you have come, that you have done all that needs to be done, Lord Jesus. We give you thanks and praise that we are set free from the power of sin and death, that we are alive with Christ today because of all that you have done for us. And God, I just pray this morning and through this series, God, that you would just lift our eyes again to you, that we would, Lord, any doubts, any struggles, any fears, any, any, any messages of the world, Lord, that have just, just dampened our excitement about you, Lord, that, Lord, we would see again that you are the true and living hope, that you are the light of the world. You are the one who, who truly quenches our thirst. Lord, your word tells us that anyone who comes to you will never thirst again. And God, I just pray that, that would be our testimony, God that you would help us, Lord, to keep our eyes fixed on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. And that, Lord, that we would be able to offer this spiritual water to those around us. Lord, help us be your hands and feet. Help us bring the message of hope about Jesus to this world around us. Lord, we thank you that you would choose broken, sinful people like us, Lord, that you would make us whole, that you would wash away our sin as far as east is to west, and that you would use us in your kingdom, God. We, we praise you and we thank you. And Lord, if there's anyone here today who they've never understood who you are, they've never understood what you've done, and even this morning, Lord Jesus, they want to turn to you, God. We thank you, Jesus, that, Lord, your word says, if anyone calls on your name, if anyone acknowledges their sin and turns to you, Lord, you will not turn anyone away. Lord, it says all of heaven rejoices when one sinner repents. And if that's you this morning, just, you can just pray a quiet prayer to God right now. Say, God, forgive me. Help me to understand who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Even I don't understand it all at this point in time, but my, my, I, I trust in what you did for me. And I trust that that is enough and that I am forgiven because of what you've done for me. Thank you, Jesus, for that person today. God, we thank you for helping them, guiding them. Lord, help us as a church to support them and encourage them. Lord, help us all, Lord, to, to encourage one another 
even as we see the day approaching, Lord, more and more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that's you this morning, if you'd like prayer for anything you're going through, please come forward as we sing. We're going to finish with the song we started with, I think. Let's worship in the house of the Lord this morning. Because we have a Saviour who's worth praising. Amen? Amen. Let's sing it out.